Folks, what's going on? Arm and Hammer here. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys are prepped for a really good holiday season with Christmas right around the corner, New Year's right after that. A whole, whole lot of CrossFit action in the 2020 sanctional season just, just packed right in there. Either way, there's a lot of things going on. And today we're going to be talking about an article that you may have seen pop up on CrossFit.com regarding the NSCA and CrossFit legal battle 2020 hype train. Anyway, before we get into that, I just want to say today, December 6th, is the last day for you to get in on the pre-orders for the new Sneaky Fit and BRP winter merch. They're very comfortable, nice sweater hoodie situation with Sneaky Fit if you're interested in that sort of thing. There's also an embroidered BRP pullover. It is soft and luscious and very comfortable and warm. It's a good layer in case you just want to look dope or if you want to work out in it. I don't know. You could do either, I guess. There's also sweatpants. They're also quite soft and luscious and warm. Either way, if you guys want to support the channel, you can go to armandhammer.tv. Check out all that stuff there. It's also buy one, get one 30% off. But remember today, December 6th, last day you can do that. Now, let's go ahead and get to this news because uh, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. So uh, we're actually on CrossFit.com. Don't really see that happening too often, uh, but they have been posting a lot more, um, you know, content about training and uh, science and sort of the CrossFit health uh, and the battles, quote unquote, that CrossFit is undertaking. Uh, and this is filed under battles. And the title of this piece is Major Victory for CrossFit Judge Orders Terminating and Massive Monetary Sanctions Against the NSCA. Now, uh, a little bit of context here. In 2013, the NSCA published uh, a study that's uh, called like the DeVore study or the DeVore article that basically was has been proven to have fabricated injury data for CrossFit. Now, on the whole, the study was actually really positive uh, on CrossFit. It was it said that it's effective. It's really good for Gen Pop uh, that's looking to improve their body composition and get fitter. However, it it had a little caveat in there that that CrossFit had this major red flag, which was this huge injury rate, a much greater injury rate than any other comparable exercise, you know, facility or program or anything like that, right? Um, and what was at the time this like, you know, explosive growth of CrossFit was kind of marred by all of this media information and all this media blitz coming out saying, you know, CrossFit is is dangerous for you, that CrossFit's gonna hurt you or that it's really injurious. Um, and since then, I think there've been a handful of studies that have come out, uh, maybe a couple sample studies, maybe a couple metadata studies uh, that basically are saying that the injury rate for CrossFit is no greater Sorry, than- I couldn't hear what you said. I didn't say anything to you, Siri. All right. And since then, there have been a lot of different studies that have come out that basically say that CrossFit's injury rate is either comparable to or lower than many other, you know, programs, exercise programs, or physical activities, right? And this particular case, this divorce study, um, was litigated by CrossFit. I mean, CrossFit went after the uh, the the publishing body, the NSCA. They went after the authors on the. Um, the actual uh, study itself, 
and they got all the participants. It was a, it was a small group, or, you know, maybe less than 20 CrossFitters that participated in this thing, but they got all the participants to basically go on the record under oath saying that they, they were not injured, that the injury data was actually just straight up falsified. And then through all of those legal proceedings, they found, you know, hundreds and thousands of emails that were sort of like, hey, we're not going to publish this unless you make up injury data. Like, well, we didn't take injury data. Well, like, make it up, that sort of thing, right? So basically, it ended up being this huge, giant can of worms. Now, six-ish years later, there's been at least some movement towards a, a, a resolution to this thing. Let's go and take a look. On December 4th, 2019, Judge Janice L. Sammartino ordered terminating sanctions against the NSCA in the case of CrossFit versus NSCA. With this ruling, the court ordered the NSCA to pay CrossFit Inc. $4 million as a sanction and then terminated the case in CrossFit's favor. The court also awarded numerous sanctions that conclude the NSCA's corrupt practices harmed CrossFit while benefiting the NSCA in military, U.S., and international communities. CrossFit Inc. sued the NSCA after the NSCA published a, quote, scientific study containing false and fabricated data about the injury rate. That's the divorce study that was designed specifically to harm CrossFit's business and reputation, which it was able to do in some ways, shape, and form. Additionally, as elaborated in CrossFit Inc.'s June 2019 request for terminating sanctions, this is CrossFit speaking here, for the last five years, the NSCA has engaged in nothing short of a marathon of malfeasance. That's a that is a great phrase. I love that phrase. Marathon of malfeasance. It's just the way it, the words roll off your tongue. There's like a po it's like a snatch, but for your mouth. Marathon of malfeasance. It's it's poetry. A consistent, intentional, and malicious, a malicious marathon of malfeasance. Pattern of discovery abuses designed to cover up the NSA's wrongdoing and to prohibit CrossFit in the court from learning the truth about NSA's fraud. The NSCA's abuses and efforts to conceal its abuses are amongst the worst of any published case in modern history and include systemic perjury, evidence destruction, and evidence concealment. Yowza. Judge Sammartino agreed. In the December 4th order, she writes, In the 25 years on the bench, this is the first case that the court has ever had that has gotten to this point. Having carefully considered the record, the severity and frequency of defendants' bad faith misconduct is as egregious as anything this court has ever seen or read. So, uh, on top of that, on top of the $4 million, on top of all that stuff, the court also provided CrossFit with the following issue sanctions against the NSCA. Uh, and it will be applied to the forthcoming damages phase of the proceeding. Now, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. So basically, uh, the court found that the NSCA's unfair competition and false advertising, including false statements in the DeVore article, um, various other uh, TSAC report articles uh, about CrossFit, content promoted at NSCA events referencing CrossFit-related injuries, and publications of false statements around CrossFit-related injuries have deceived and continue to deceive the public and consumers regarding the safety and effectiveness of CrossFit training. They also said that the NSCA's actions here caused a decline in CrossFit's seminar revenue in the military, United States, and international fitness markets. It also said that the NSCA's actions, uh, including all this content, the false statements around injury-related stuff, uh, all those false statements were willful and malicious. And it also said 
that the NSCA's actions here, including all the stuff that we talked about earlier, has increased the NSCA's revenue growth and goodwill while injuring CrossFit's revenue growth and goodwill, and that it was also established that the NSCA's actions were a direct and material cause of CrossFit's damages. So this $4 million settlement is not a settlement. It's a monetary sanction. It says right here, CrossFit says, these $4 million in monetary sanctions do not represent damages owed to CrossFit at the conclusion of the case. Sanctions and damages are separate and distinct, and the amount of damages to be awarded to CrossFit is yet to be determined by the court. Here's the problem. The NSCA is figgity fucked because they don't even have the money to pay, I think, their own lawyers, much less CrossFit's incoming gigantic damages ruling against the NSCA. In fact, recently, the NSCA's own insurance companies declined to, to provide the money to pay, for their, uh, to pay for their legal proceedings here because of the fact that the NSCA was so clearly at fault and because of the fact that all of their actions were willful, malicious, and uh, they perjured themselves a bunch of times by saying certain things that were untrue about their actions or the, the reasoning behind their actions. And then all of that got found out uh, via emails or anything like that. Uh, here's CrossFit's statement here. It says, the NSCA has repeated lies to the public in court. Evidence destruction and perjury warrant this ruling. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, NSCA's extensive efforts to cover up egregious scientific misconduct. Uh, CrossFit has alleged since 2013 that the NSCA, William Kramer, uh, have fabricated injury data about CrossFit, falsified the research record, and committed broad detrimental research practices. The NSCA harmed the CrossFit community for its own commercial gain. But even more, the NSCA and Kramer lied to the public, military, and lawmakers by claiming the NSCA was in the business of telling the truth for a living. The ruling confirms that everyone, including research institutions, taxpayers, and the government cannot trust the information, certifications, or science promoted by the NSCA or Kramer. Flawless victory. That was savage. That is really, really savage. Um, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Uh, you know, CrossFit experience with the NSCA provides vital insult insight into the widespread damage that results from bad and outright corrupt science. Absolutely true. Here's the deal. All of these things are are really, really brutal for the NSCA. Uh, it's it's entirely possible that the NSCA is going to completely dissolve in some way, shape, or form. It's definitely never going to look the same. Um, this is a massive ruling against it. $4 million is not a, a, a small amount of money. This is not even the tip of the iceberg because this doesn't include the damages uh, which the judge has found the NSCA is responsible for damages regarding CrossFit's decline in seminar revenue uh, in, quote, the military United States international fitness markets. Uh, these are, these are, that's going to really add up. That's going to really add up because here's the thing. Uh, th and this is the reason why we're talking about this because the affiliate environment is uh, a very, it's a very interesting one, right? CrossFit's business is the training of coaches and then the licensing of affiliates, right? That's, that's its main business. Uh, and up until basically 2013, 2014, business was b -b -b booming. They had, they had a lot, 
a lot of seminars going on every weekend. They had this huge funnel of people coming in to get their level one. And then from those people, they had, they had a, a large number of people that were interested in becoming affiliates. Now, if we look at the affiliate number, the affiliate number has stayed the same for a little while now, at least a year, year and a half or so, it's been around the 15,000 mark. The level of churn is unknown. It's not really clear because uh, there isn't any reporting from CrossFit. Uh, so like there's third party reporting based off of like the map on the CrossFit site and that sort of thing about, you know, what the churn is for affiliates, like how many affiliates are leaving versus gaining. But if the number is the same, it's reasonable to assume that like growth isn't really skyrocketing, right? Uh, because there's going to be some gyms that are closing down. There's going to be some gyms that are opening. And if the over total overall total number is not going up, that probably means that they're not getting a huge number of new affiliates coming in. Or if it means they're getting a huge number of affiliates coming in, it means they're getting also a huge number of affiliates going out. Neither of those things are great. Now, the, the sort of base level of that is you have to have a level one in order to apply for your affiliate. In order to be an affiliate, you have to have your level one. So if there are less people affiliating, there probably means that there's less people doing their level one. And I think one of the things that we can see is based off of the sort of affiliate numbers, we can sort of reverse engineer and see that once this article was published, there was a really big push 2013, 2014, early 2015 around how dangerous CrossFit could be. And I bet you uh, that if we could see the numbers, there was probably a decline like probably a plateau and then a decline in level one certifications starting around when this happened, um, which has led to where we are now in terms of the affiliate numbers where it hasn't really been growing. And so this is a, a very clear relationship. It's not a super, as I can't say it's the one-to-one -one cause of the relationship. You can't have like hockey puck growth infinitely. It's not going to work that way. However, I think that the the sort of environment of the early 20 teens where CrossFit was exploding in popularity left it vulnerable to being painted by someone else's brush, right? And so when a, when data is falsified, when a, a fake article is released that basically says how dangerous CrossFit is, like, oh, you're gonna get fitter, but the price you're gonna pay is that you're gonna be, you know, mangled for the rest of your life or whatever. Uh, that gets eaten up. There's a lot of different businesses that are built on talking about this sort of thing. And so when there isn't a firsthand experience and you rely on a, a, a third party, in this case, the NSCA to provide, you know, scientific data about what's going on in this space, and then you get articles talking about it all over the world, it's going to make a real impact to the bottom line of CrossFit. The end result of that impact could arguably be one of the reasons why we saw all these changes with the game season. I mean, if CrossFit was spending millions and millions of dollars on the game season, on the media around the games, on all this other stuff that was going on, uh, you know, that had nothing to do with training, that had nothing to do with affiliates, um, at least not directly, right? I mean, arguably, the games had a lot to do with training and affiliates, but, you know, neither here nor there, basically doesn't touch the bottom line when it comes to training and affiliates. We saw 
a, a, a plateauing of the affiliate growth. We saw probably a decline in the in the level one certifications and the training revenue. Uh, at the same time as a massive increase in the spend when it came to media and the CrossFit Games. Those things aren't necessarily related, right? It, it's not like you saw like a decline in training because the games are getting more money. You just saw both those things happen. At the same time, you can probably make a connection between this Kramer and divorce study and the NSCA's you know, bullshit practices in trying to build up its own business and bring down CrossFit's business because they're competitors in the seminar and certification space. And you can draw a straight line from those actions to the decline in, you know, maybe affiliations, maybe level one training, right? I think it's important that this information is out there. Uh, it's not a good look when like a private company sues someone that sets themselves up the way the NSCA set themselves up as this sort of bastion of, you know, science and rigor. Um, it's not a good look. It looks like you're just trying to cover your ass. However, I think the facts of the case have presented themselves really, really clearly. And CrossFit was clearly in the right in sort of saying, hey guys, you made this shit up. This injury data is false. Your claims about CrossFit are false. You're not making a, a good faith estimation of what is actually happening in this space. Um, and you're using this specifically to hurt our business and help your business. It's important that those facts are, are out in the public for people to know um, because it gives, in a really weird way, it gives a lot more credence to the other battles that CrossFit is involved in when it comes to their uh, their battles against getting sort of like a, a sugar uh, and the money around sugar out of the health sciences, um, other battles that they have regarding nutrition um, and you know more sort of like the CDC, NIH, uh, and like Coca Cola, like they you know they have this whole thing going on, the whole giant you know, web of conspiracy, this ruling gives a lot more credence to those things being actually not just true, but but absolutely terrifyingly real. Hopefully folks, uh, this has been useful. I think it's it's important to kind of have like, you know, the the perspective of you know what is actually happening here. Uh, this is the absolute dismantling of the NSCA due to its own poor decisions coming to bite them in the ass. And that is, uh, there's like some catharsis in that, but it also leaves kind of like a, a, a very curious and open space. It's really difficult to say exactly what's going to happen to the landscape of strength and conditioning and, and like, you know, exercise science. Uh, with this being a precedent where basically a private company has gone after and proven that a, a business like the NSCA is, has been corrupt and really from the, from like the core of the business. I mean, that's not talking about like your, your regular, you know, for personal trainers and stuff. They're being educated by this, this group. It's this group at the top of the, the chain here that have been really doing some shady stuff. Um, and are now going to be paying the price for it.
Remember folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport. It's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. Don't forget armandhammer.tv. Buy one, get one 30% off today, December 6th. That's the last day you can do that. And we have a couple of sanctionals going on this weekend. We've got Southfit. We've got China. We've got another sanctional going on next weekend in Dubai. It's going to be a busy couple weeks before the end of the year, and it really has no turnaround uh, in terms of a, a, a rest because we go right into mayhem right at the beginning of next year, like the second week of January. So there's a lot going on. Easy to miss some of the most interesting side stories. That is what I'm here for. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next time.